into another episode of the Previewing the Pokes podcast. I'm your host, Josh Criswell. Got a lot to get into today. Cowboys coming off of a dominant blowout victory over 2020 MAC champion Ball State. Going to get into that at the end of the show. Also going to break down a little bit of this Saturday's matchup against Owen for UConn. Wyoming looking to improve to 4-0 for the first time since 1996. But before we do that, joined by a very special guest, Wyoming defensive end Garrett Crawl, also joined by David Graff, host of the Wyo Sports Podcast. Now, Garrett, coming off of a dominant win over a really good Ball State team, where would you gauge this group's confidence three weeks into the season? I think it's, you know, it's really big. I think this is probably one of the more, uh, one of the better wins we've had in the last couple of years, um, just in terms of looking at the opponent and just how we play on both sides of the ball and in the kicking game, um, I think it was really strong. You know, I know obviously people remember that one, that one kickoff return that, you know, they did pretty well on, but, you know, our guys found a way to get them down and the defense stepped up and they, you know, forced a miss, um, like Coach Calgus always talks about. So, uh, overall, it was good. Um, defense, we would like to see that score hold at zero. Uh, we wish we didn't let those up at the end. But uh, overall, it was a good game, and I think guys are going to be having a lot of confidence this week going to UConn. Right, and, you know, off to a 3-0 and start, have a chance to go 4-0 and for the first time in a long time here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for you and your, and your from your perspective, what would you say the thing is the thing that's really driving this success this year? I think, honestly, it's just we have a lot of guys that have bought in um, to what we're trying to do here. Um, whether that's just with, uh, you know, the leadership from, uh, up above with, uh, the coaches and, you know, even into the off season with coach E and what he's implemented. And, uh, you know, we, we talked way back in the winter about wanting to be champions. And that's one thing we strive to do every week. And coach bowl pushes us at practice. Um, you know, we don't, we're not a team that, uh, you know, kind of feels sorry for ourselves. It goes easier for a little bit tired. We keep pushing on. And, uh, I think that, just practicing as hard as we do and guys believing in each other. It's uh, made for a lot of success so far, but um, we know that this is only the beginning. You know, we're a fourth of the way through the regular season. We got a lot to finish out stronger. We know it's only going to get tougher as, you know, games uh, keep going on. We get into conference. Do you feel like you guys on the defense had something to prove after giving up 43 points at Northern Illinois? Without a doubt. Um, There was a different attitude this week, the defense, uh, and it wasn't something that, you know, Northern Illinois, yeah, things fell apart quick, uh, but everything that fell apart was correctable, was fixable, and it was something that we do on a regular basis fine, and we just let up a couple of plays that was uncharacteristic for us, and we just – we wanted to go out and show people, you know, because there's going to be the naysayers out there and be like, well, what happened? Like, you know, it's like we're still who we are and we're going to be who we are, and, that never changed. We just, you know, we had a we had a bad bad run there, but you know, we wanted to put things together this week, and we made some, you know, some minor changes, but nothing out of the scheme that we hadn't done before. And we just went, and we just played our defense like we always do. One of the things that really stood out to me heading into last week was that I thought y'all had gotten pretty good pressure on the quarterback, but it had only translated into three sacks those first couple weeks. How did it feel to go out there as a defensive line and you know have five of the team six sacks out there on Saturday? Yeah, it was good. You know, the defense line was flying around. And I think I think that, you know, just goes to show, like, you know, I'd, I'd been asked uh, last week about, you know, the, the pressures and uh, how many sacks we're actually getting. And, you know, I think that just goes to show that, you know, not not every time um, uh, that you apply good pressure where you get a sack out of it. And obviously that's what you want because you love to get that on your stat sheet. But, uh, you know, our job uh, is to get the ball out fast 
so the guys in the back end don't have to cover for long. So if we can do that, even if we don't get the numbers, then we're doing our job and we're making it hard for them. And I think that's what we've seen. Uh, you know, this week we were dialing up some pressures and we were getting some, uh, you know, we we're getting some good pressure, just the four of us, which we can do, you know, uh, any game we play in, you know, we don't have to dial up pressure. And, uh, you know, this week, and uh, I think we did a really good job of just staying with what we have been doing. Uh, we didn't really do anything different. Um, you know, the they were just held the ball a bit longer and we were able to get there. And uh, if we keep doing uh, what we're doing, whether that results in sacks or whether it does uh, or whether it doesn't, uh, if we just keep getting pressure like we have the first three weeks, um, you know, we're going to make it a lot easier than the guys in the back end. And, you know, the guys in the back end, it makes it uh, pretty nice when you have guys like, uh, you know, Braden and uh, um, Isaiah and ZZ and CJ out there because, you know, you're not going to have a lot – places to throw in the first second and a half so uh, it's pretty pretty good working with those guys you mentioned those guys on the back end and I think you know something a lot of people don't see is that the coverage back there helps you guys as far as racking up those sacks you know on the defensive front um, you know yeah. how much does that kind of put you guys as mind at ease just knowing you have so much depth and experience back there in the secondary it does because I mean even if there's a chance that we don't you know get back there or don't apply pressure they block us well I, you know, I'll take, you know, my shot with any of those guys that play back there, whether it's, you know, out on the islands with CJ and ZZ or whether it's, you know, Gandy and Bradenton in the middle of the field or uh, even our linebackers, Chad and Easton. Like, I, I literally feel fine, you know. Um, obviously, I, we try to help them out, but, you know, I take them in one-on-one -on -one battles any day, and I think that for the first part of the season, they've proven that. Um, so that's that's been really nice. And I think, you know, having Keon uh, there in the slot covering – Whoever it is, I mean, you know, you can watch this game film and I mean you saw it this week with a pick six, but other times, you know, they, they don't really have a window to throw to on them. So it, it helps out a lot um, having those guys back there and just gives us the confidence because we know we can really pin our ears back um, and they're gonna have our backs. You mentioned Easton, you know, he he obviously it's a unique situation there at linebacker, but he's really stepped in, you know, had obviously a little bit of a, a welcome to college football moment there in the Northern Illinois game. But, you know, yeah. he, aside from that, he really, you know, even throughout the rest of that NIU game and especially last week had a really big sack for you guys. You know, what's yeah. it, how much has it meant just to have him there? You know, obviously everyone knows about Chad, but how much has it meant just having Easton, you know, step up with his play these past few weeks? Oh, uh, it does, you know, it, yeah, obviously, you know, Chad's a really, really good linebacker and, you know, so some of that gets shadow, you know, shadows over Easton. You know, I kind of think about it the same as like when, you know, when Logan was here and Cash was at the other spot and a lot of the attention was on Logan, but they don't always realize how good that Cash was playing. And I think that's the same way with Easton is Easton's flying around making plays and Chad will tell you the same thing as he's flying around making plays and, you know, Easton makes his job easier because it's not like teams really want to run towards him e uh, either. And yeah, obviously, you know, he had a bit of a welcome to college football moment, but you know, I assure you that didn't happen on Saturday, and I guarantee you that's not going to happen like that again. So all of us have it. You know, every everybody has it at some point in their first couple of games uh, when they're truly playing offense or defense. And, um, you know, that just happened to be his. But, you know, to see his growth and maturity this week, knowing he had to get better was really cool. You know, looking back at last year, a couple different things went wrong, but probably the biggest thing that stands out, obviously, is the injuries. That's not something that's been a problem for you guys at all so far mm -hmm. through three weeks. How much, mm -hmm. do you, you know, credit do you give just to the strength and conditioning staff to kind of prepare you all for this season and get you guys to right now, you know, you're heading into the fourth game of the season pretty much at full strength? Yeah, I mean, I give huge credit to those guys. You know, we can't – you can't talk about them enough. I mean, we spent, uh, you know – 
20 weeks really training with them during the off season. And, uh, you know, you also look at spring ball and one thing coach you wanted to do was, you know, sometimes spring ball lifts, guys are sore, guys are tired. They don't want to lift a lot. Um, you know, and you know, this year we lifted, you know, heavier than I'd seen during spring ball and more than I'd seen during spring ball. I mean, it was, you know, only a lift or two short from an off season lift. So we were in there really those five weeks of spring ball still going in the weight room. And I think that, you know, it's a credit to coach E of, you know, pushing us uh, further than what we thought we could go. Uh, I mean, I'm, there was guys hitting some some PRs on on bench in the last week of spring ball, which I don't think many teams around the country have done that. So uh, I give huge credit to E and the staff over there, Coach Carl and all those guys. I mean, they're they're really good at what they do. And you know, you also look at like the sports med with uh, Dave and those guys that they you go in there anytime and they get us right and get us back out on the field. Well, there's some just little nagging. You know, a couple of days, you're good. And uh, th those people, you know, they don't get a lot of credit. Um, you know, a lot of people don't really understand maybe their full jobs, but uh, they, they have a lot of uh, a big part in the success that we have. Have a chance to go 4-0 this weekend, looking at the defense and looking ahead to UConn. What's the biggest thing that you want to see you guys accomplish out there on the defensive side of the ball this week? I just want, you know, it, people are going to be talking about how you got to travel cross country and go play on the road and, all that kind of stuff that, that off, you know, the things that don't have to do with X's and O's that could be a distraction, you know. And I just want to see this defense come out, have a great week of practice. And if we go out and have a great week of practice, we're going to go out there and play great. Uh, and that's how I feel every week. And that's one thing we got to, you know, just keep our minds on this week and take that other step, you know. We let 12 points or whatever get up at the end of the game the other day. I don't want that at all. I hold teams to, you know, single digits or zero. That's got to be what we're striving for this week. And I think that's, you know, guys, guys were happy after the game. Don't get me wrong. But we're also like, why did we let them score 12, you know? And that's just kind of the attitude we have. And if you want to be a great defense, I think you have to have that attitude. So. You just heard from Wyoming defensive end Garrett Crawl. Garrett, really appreciate it. Good luck out there on Saturday. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. You just heard from Wyoming defensive end Garrett Crawl. Now, as we do every week, going to close things out by taking a quick look back at what happened last weekend, as well as taking a look ahead at Saturday's opponent. First things first, you know, I had a couple of questions asked to me this week. You know, one of them was just, what was the thing that impressed me the most about the Cowboys against Ball State? last weekend easily their most complete performance in recent memory um, and there's a few things you know Sean Chambers accuracy continues to impress me you know he had some really solid throws there fitting them into really tight windows he's also not making mistakes you know after throwing a pick on the first drive of the season a couple weeks ago against Montana State he's completing 60% of his passes has yet to throw another interception so really like what I'm seeing there obviously the defensive production was big six sacks two pick sixes only allowing 12 points with those two defensive touchdowns actually matched the scoring production of the entire Ball State team but Really, those are two things that are they've kind of come to be expected at this point in the season, right? Like it's it's no secret that Sean Chambers is no longer a one dimensional threat. He's one of the driving forces in why Wyoming Wyoming has one of the most balanced offenses in easily the Mountain West and probably one of the most balanced in the country. And then the defense, we kind of always expected that would be a strength. I think it finally just all came to fruition out there against the Cardinals. But for me, I think the thing that impressed me the most was DeWine McDonald. Neely. I mean, he went out there, six carries, 48 yards and a touchdown. Didn't see him at all the first two weeks. 
And man, he came in there and provided a nice, fresh set of legs. We've seen a lot of Xavier Valade, obviously. And then Titus Swin has also been in the mix. But the fact that DeWine was out there just really running all over the Ball State defense on his 16-yard touchdown run just absolutely trucked a Cardinals defender on his way to the end zone. So I think that's huge for them. You know, three running backs with over 40 yards in a game last week. That's going to be big, you know, especially as you get into the bulk of conference play. Even if guys don't get dinged up, you're going to want to have those second and third and even fourth go-to option there with Trey Smith that can kind of take the pressure off of Valaday so that he's fresh whenever you need him for a game-winning drive if you get in that situation later in the year. Kind of going off of that, the biggest question I've got this week has just been Will we see the backups this week finally? You know, we thought we might see it in the second half uh, against Ball State. Didn't really happen so much there until the last drive or so. Didn't see it at all against Northern Illinois, which is something I know the Cowboys wanted to be able to do, but just the way that whole thing unfolded, giving up a 26-point lead down the stretch. You know, I think the Cowboys were probably one stop away from getting those subs in there, but... The way that game just started unraveling, they never really had the opportunity to. I think this is the week to make that happen. UConn 0-4 and has the worst loss margin against FBS teams so far this year, losing their games by over four touchdowns a game. So I would be shocked if we don't see a lot of those backups and maybe guys that aren't even necessarily backups but haven't necessarily been targeted as much as they have throughout the first few games this year. I think this is the game to do it. Obviously, I think we'll see a lot more DeWine coming off of last week. Josh Cobb's another one at receiver. Colin O'Brien, especially with Trayton Welch, coming off of a little bit of an injury last week against Ball State. Left that game. Seems like he'll be good to go this weekend, but at the tight end spot, as valuable as that position is, I'd expect the Cowboys to kind of use this as an opportunity to get more of their weapons involved and kind of get them up to game speed for whenever they're called upon later in the season. Colin had a really you know strong performance these past few weeks, and I think we'll see him only continue to grow in that passing game. Now looking ahead to UConn, it, there's no way to get around it. It hasn't been pretty. The Huskies probably by most accounts would be the worst FBS team in the country this season, evidenced by Wyoming entering the game as a 29-point favorite. But couple of bright spots there. Brian Bruden had a 96-yard touchdown return against Army last week. And then Tyler Pomachan at quarterback is probably the biggest thing. True freshman comes in. You know, they've been struggling all season long. And as far as the passing game goes, he didn't do much to impress. You know, completed close to 40% of his passes, maybe a little bit over that. But what he did do is he got the ground game going. And most importantly, ran for two rushing touchdowns, which up to this point in the season are the Huskies' only touchdowns on offense against an FBS opponent. So Palmachan definitely injecting a little bit of life into the offense. Also, the Huskies brought in a longtime offensive coordinator, Noel Mazzoni, has stops at places like UCLA, Texas A&M, Arizona State. He's in there as an offensive analyst, and it's hard to say what impact he's made specifically, but it certainly can't get any worse than it was the first couple weeks. Last week, finally got a little bit of offensive production there, so I, I would think that it's somewhat heading in the right direction, especially with a respected offensive mind like him in there. As for the ugly, it doesn't get much uglier than the UConn secondary, giving up 254.5 yards per game, which puts them outside the top 100 in the country in passing defense. 
Even more concerning here is the fact that that number accounts for an Army team that attempted just three passes last week. So that number would be even closer to 300. And even with Army only attempting three passes, they completed all three of those passes for 107 yards and a touchdown. So I think this could be a huge day for the Cowboys' passing game in particular. We've seen Isaiah Nair start to pick up steam these past few weeks. I think this might be the week where people start to say, okay, this guy is easily one of the top playmakers in the Mountain West, and he's going to be a threat that people have to account for moving forward. Now, as we do every week, going to close out the show with my score prediction for Saturday. I'm going Wyoming 38, Yukon 10. I think Wyoming is going to build an early lead. I could see them getting up, you know, 24 points or so in that first half, and then maybe taking the foot off the gas a little bit. Start mixing in a lot of guys, maybe close down the playbook a little bit so as not to give away too much with Mountain West play about to get started in a couple weeks. So I I see them, you know, getting up into that 38 point range, doing a lot of their damage in the first half. And then I see UConn maybe getting a field goal in there as well as a late touchdown. So I've got it at 38 to 10. I think it's going to be a route in favor of the Cowboys and we'll see what happens this Saturday. I'm your host, Josh Criswell. You've been listening to the Preview in the Pokes podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the Wyo Sports podcast to get new episodes to your phone every week. And also go to wyosports.net for the latest on all things Wyoming football. I'll talk to you next time. Ride for the brand.